Live and in person. Live and in person. Once and, again. And Double just about beat you into the. She does about every time, doesn't the, she? The studio, yeah. She's about, about knocked you out. She does that more often, and she's going to have to be uh, on as a guest host or something. There you go. Are you ready, Double? <laughs> be a guest host. <laughs> she has earned it. Yeah, absolutely. She's the OG. OG. Wow. Well, folks, welcome to Newsworthy. In 2023. 2023, we've made it, uh, uh, we've almost been doing this a year. Uh, what, Not three months, away. four months? Yeah, something like that. That's pretty freaking impressive. <laughs> Did you uh, ever think that that would be the case? No. We were three weeks, maybe. <laughs> so, first of all, let's not get ahead of ourselves. Oh, double says since May. Since May? Well, there you yeah. go. And she, she should would, know. She would know. She uh, was there at the first episode. So, before we get into stuff, tell people how they can reach us, and then we got to cover some really cool and exciting stuff. Cool. Well, let's get that out of the way, then. They can email us at newsworthy with Steve and Jerry at gmail.com. Or send us a text on our text line at area code 540-709-1318. She says she was there at the trial episode. Yeah, that's and that was a disaster. <laughs> well, if you say so, because I consider what we're doing now to still be in trial mode. Oh, geez. Well, we're still figuring things out well, we are. all the time. Constantly. And today we spent a good part of the day. Yes, we did. Figuring more in, things out. In the new studio, which is almost done. With the mixer board. With the we, mixer and the new mics and everything. And we're like, reverb? What the heck is that? <laughs> but we're figuring it out. We uh, did. And for we those should... people, hold on, this oh, deserves an interruption. Sorry. Oh, but no, go ahead. For those people that remember, a few weeks ago, Steve was the one that was claiming that helium never worked <laughs> with him. <laughs> that it never makes him sound like Donald Duck. No, totally no, no. untrue, which we will prove to everyone <laughs> within a few weeks. That's not, no, you, that's a, no, no. Jerry found the, the sound effects part of the mixture board. And he just couldn't quit. Yep. He was over there sounding like a demon and making me sound like Pee-wee Herman. <laughs> it was crazy. It was very fun. Uh, but yeah, the whole studio is coming together and it looks, I think it looks pretty good. Um, looks amazing. Um, and, uh, it, it should be a whole lot of fun. The sound, I think, is now that we've got it hammered out, it's going to be much better. It will uh, be. Um, so, anyway, so we're pretty excited about that. And tonight, we're trying a new wine. We should have queued up the song. Or for what? Oh, the wine? Oh, yeah, you're probably right. Should have done it. Um, now, this wine is close to here. It is produced... In Lowe'sville, Ohio, and uh, it's a little different than what we usually do, and I think that's where the flavor comes from. It's made by Concord grapes only, but anyway, it's called Purple Rain, and if you want this wine, you can get it at your local Walmart, but uh, I will tell you, as good as it is, it is stout. 13%. 13%. It's very stout. by volume. Very good wine, though. Yeah, very good. I like it. A lot better. I had some over the weekend that was uh, barefoot wine, and it was, uh, ooh, it was so Were non- they cold, sweet reds? Yeah, it okay, was. Okay. But it was just blue. It wasn't worth having. 
wasn't worth having. And, you know, that's okay, too. Sometimes you have to have those, I suppose. But that one was really crap. I won't be having that anytime soon. I got it because it was in a big bottle. <laughs> gotcha. Probably not the best way to look at how you're going to buy some wine is just buy the size of the bottle. I've decided. So True. But back in our college days, that was probably one of our main oh things we're looking gosh. at. So, what's the volume of this box? I mean, bottle of wine. Listen, when I got my very first apartment, if I've told this story on air before, just tell me to shut up. I got my very first apartment, and me and a few buddies, we wanted to do the whole, you know, video, the old movie thing where you open the fridge and it was just yep. full of alcohol. And we did that. We each put a whole week's worth of pay, and it was so full. And I remember up until about 10 o'clock that night, but by 10 o'clock the next morning, that fridge was empty. I'll be darned. <laughs> I don't know who of the hundred and some people were in my apartment you drank it, but, man, we, we killed that thing. It was crazy. Crazy. A hundred people, seriously. Uh, you couldn't move. You had to walk like, you know, and I'm doing the little – the. It was hard to move in there. Surprised you guys didn't get kicked out first night there. Well, the reason, I was only 17, so my landlord really didn't give a crap about anything. He okay. just liked the money. There you go. So I think that's more what it had to do with than any of the other stuff, to be blunt. I'm sure you're right. I was not so lucky with my first few apartments. I didn't get an apartment until I went to University of Kentucky, and there were four of us that we spent our first year in dorms, but then we moved to apartments. But it was apartment complexes, you know, where you had someone above you, below you, beside you. So they tended to be a lot stricter with noise oh, and sure. huge parties well, and this, all that stuff. This was just a house that had an apartment on the bottom and an apartment on top. And uh, invite the downstairs or upstairs neighbor, and you're good to go, right? Yeah, exactly. Downstairs, and secondly, the landlord in this particular place let's just say that this place, and it's a reason, it's part of the reason I am the way I am now, as far as cleanliness. Because while my apartment was clean, the house was full of roaches, just gross. Jeez, like you go to sleep, and they'd be, you'd wake up, and they'd be crawling on. <laughs> so if I even seen a bug in my house today, I'd burn the whole thing down. That's for sure. Um, but anywho, um, <laughs> every time, every single time, you and your reverb. Um, but anyway, love that reverb. I wouldn't. Uh, I wouldn't want to be a part of it. Uh, also, we talked to one of our guests, Raccoon. We're going to try to get him in on a show. His name's Ron. Uh, Later in the month, and we're going to talk about maybe late, and I told him last part of this month, early part of February, whenever we're comfortable with all the new equipment. Um, and we, we've still got to do a little bit of work on. Oh, Deborah, glad you're here. Hello, Deborah. We still got to do a little bit of work on figuring out the call in procedure. Oh, yeah, there's a lot uh, we got to do, but we're working on it. We've got another person, um, guest host, that we plan on bringing in before long, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, and that's going to be a really dark topic. That's going to be based um, primarily on the effects on children of having an adult or an, a, a parent who's a drug addict. Um, it's really tough, and we're going to be in the, on that, and that'll be a, 
a whole lot of fun. Um, not fun. It'll be a whole lot of not fun. Yeah. If that makes sense. But she's close enough that we can actually bring her over and have her in the studio with us. So we don't have to. The concern with Ron, he's out west. Montana. Montana. So it's not like we can say, hey. Yeah. Leave a little afternoon and <laughs> you can be here this evening. And if the call-in process doesn't work, we'll just invite you in the studio. Right. right. But, uh, yeah, fortunately, the, the lady you're talking about is close enough that we can do. Uh, we've only had one so far, Clay. Yeah. And uh, we were had to bring him in because yeah. we've had a problem with Podbean and the call-in procedure, uh, procedure and the way it works. So hopefully we'll get all that ironed out and get on, get Ron on here. Yeah, we've got our we've got the green light on our new sponsor. Uh, we're just waiting for the ads to get here and to be produced, and that'll start. So hopefully, we are, we're we're shooting for the new studio and the ads and everything um, for all that for us to start today. Um, we're a little delayed, but that's okay. You know, I'm okay with that. Absolutely, we want to make sure we do it right. Absolutely, as we found out messing around with the new mixer board and all that, we still have a few things to figure out. Yes, we do. I got good news, though, Jerry. What's that? You know, in another 3,027 years, 3, there's going to be 3,027 years. Not 3,028. No, 3,027. Gotcha. Uh, there's a chance that things will either be really good or really bad. Do we need to send them a picture of me to ensure it turns out well? No, it's 50-50. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I got you. <laughs> I see. I see what you did there. Yeah. See uh, there? Remember last week, I think, maybe a week before, we mentioned that we were considering trialing a emu segment yeah, for the show? Yeah. You were well, pretty hyped about it. Yes, I was. Very, very my idea and I liked the idea and did it a week or two. And I was like, you know, I think we can make this into an ongoing segment. Turns out there's just not that much emu news. Really? Yeah. There's really not. So instead this week, I've decided to go with a dad joke, an emu dad joke. Oh, they make those bad news is the, uh, then we're not going to have an emu segment. Good news is, going to have an emu dead joke and the even better news is it's a three for one okay so they make please, them i'll cover explain. that in a little bit okay well number one why do you never see an emu hiding in a tree i don't know why do you not see an emu hiding because they're really good at it <laughs> number two why do emus paint their balls red oh no why so they can hide in a cherry tree number three what is the loudest sound in the forest I don't know. A giraffe eating cherries. <laughs> now, your original question was, do they make those emu jokes? No, it turns out, no, they don't. This was actually an elephant joke that I converted to an emu joke. Uh, you should have left it alone. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. You should have just left it alone. But you got to admit, it's probably a little bit funnier with elephants. Why you never see an elephant hiding in a tree? A little bit more impactful than why do you never see an emu hiding in a tree? Okay. They both work. <laughs> okay. I'm game with it. 
I'm game with it. Guess who's weak it is not to have a recipe? Mine. Yours. No, no, no. Because I did like four in a row. And I don't, I'm pretty sure you've never done more than like 0.5 in a row. Well. Which means you do one and that's good for like a month. Anyway, I do have it. That's because I work harder on my recipes. Like the one last week when you're like, oh, no, I don't have one. <laughs> uh, I see. But well, I do have one. Okay. And it's one that people probably won't like because everyone in the world has got their own recipe for this. But it's my version of a chili recipe. And it's more of a general idea than it is an exact recipe. I read several years ago somewhere, I have no idea where about that the one of the best things one of the most important things you need to do to get your chili right is to get ratios right and i don't know that i'd ever really stopped and looked at it and thought it thought of it that way before but i use the one 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 ratio and it's simply um one pound of ground beef one onion one green pepper either one jalapeno or one chipotle pepper which is just a smoked jalapeno pepper, one can of tomatoes, one can of beans, and then your seasoning. I prefer chili powder, cumin, oregano, cayenne pepper, salt and pepper, but th that's the recipe. I would like to add this. This recipe obviously scales. I almost never make, make it as is. I make the, the double, where it's two of everything, or sometimes the triple, three of everything. When you do that, I really strongly prefer on the beans, instead of having, when you're, if you're going to double it or triple it, instead of having two or three cans of one kind of beans. I use multiple. Exactly, use multiple. I Pinto, always use. Kidney, black beans, whatever I you use, want. I use black and light in the dark. Usually. Black and dark kidney? Mm -hmm. Never Pinto? I don't particularly care for them, even not in chili. The one place that I've only, the only one place I've actually said, hey, this is a good bean for a pinto was Wallace Station. I thought you, I thought there was one other place that you tried it and liked it. A few months after that one. I was uh, there with Wallace Station when you liked those. Yeah. But Wallace Station has good food, by the way. Yes. If you're ever in Versailles, it's been on drive-in diners and dives with yep. uh, crazy hair guy. Um, yeah. Um, but uh, it's great, great food. It is very good. Food. Mm. So that that's my recipe for chili. Again, a lot of people are going to look at it and say, well, it's really not a recipe. And it's not. One thing I would like to add, when it comes to chilies, soups, stews, there's really no excuse for not being able to make it the way you like it. Other people may hate it, but when you go to season it, keep in mind you can always add more. You can't take it out. Uh, so just start adding stuff and get it. Keep at it until you get it the way you like it. Don't add too much. You know, again, if you add too much cayenne pepper, you're kind of screwed. <laughs> My daughter and I was talking just a few days ago about we remember one time I made chili that was so flipping hot. We gave up on glasses of milk because it just wasn't enough. Why so would you keep eating here with, Because we didn't throw chili away. That, that's, yeah, you don't do that. But if it's too hot to eat, why would you keep eating it? Because we didn't want to get on the <laughs> express elevator to hell with a one-way ticket going down. You don't throw chili away. So we ate the chili. Uh-huh. We had a gallon jug of milk that we would take a bite and then just turn it up and chug milk. It was that hot, literally. What? 
Okay, we, we now children. begin to understand a little bit about what's wrong with Jerry no. at this point. See, as we discovered earlier this evening, Steve has an aversion to flavor. No. I, on the other hand, like flavor, no. so I always made chili mm. with a little bit of spice, a little bit of kick. Sometimes I overdid it. Just a little bit. You just sit here and said you drank a gallon of milk per bite. That's not overdoing it. Or that's not a little. Just a little bit. That's insane. That's a little bit. You should have threw that away. But you don't throw. See, heresy. That You're a heretic talking about throwing chili away. Nah, you, you throw, throw whatever away. I do. That's illegal, immoral, unbiblical, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> I pretty, it's in the Bible, isn't Somewhere. it? That, that we shouldn't throw away Can't chili. Throw chili away. Also, want to just throw a shout out to one of our Mr. listeners, Mike. Mr. Mike, one of our often, often talked about, never talked to yep. uh, person. He sent us in in love of our our sweet red wine addiction. Sent yes. us some yes, amazingly engraved. Uh, wine glasses with our logo on them. Thank you, Mr. Mike. We appreciate it. Yes, we, and it, we are currently drinking this purple rain out of said glasses, and it's divine. The glass adds a 10% flavor in, in to Mr. Drink. Mike. To Mr. Mike. For those that may not remember, he's the one that in our infancy helped spread the word. He did so <laughs> because he's a pilot been with Delta for many years and he was flying around the country and we believe where we can't prove, but we're pretty sure he even stole a few planes and went to other countries <laughs> just so he could download the episode and get us, you know, all these downloads from originally with just different States and then it become different countries. Right. Mr. Mike, thanks for all that. And thanks for the wine glasses. Yeah, absolutely. These are amazing. So we have enough for us and two additional guests. Or we have enough for us and one additional guest as soon as me and my clumsiness <laughs> breaks one of them. That's what I'm saying. That's what's going to happen. So let's get into some topics today because we didn't do any topics last week. Um, and before we do, one more time, just uh, let them know how to get a hold of us. If they have a recipe or they want to send us a topic they want to hear us discuss, and we're pretty open about that. It doesn't have to be politics. It can be whatever, yeah. ghost stories, aliens, Absolutely. whatever. Um, or something boring like, you know, whatever you like. <laughs> so <laughs> Flavorful recipes. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. Um, he considers that boring, so yes, um, we'll go So, ahead. you know, whatever you want to talk about, send us an email. Send us a, a, a text. We love it. We'll talk about it online for sure. And um, the emails they can send to Newsworthy with Stephen Jerry at gmail.com. The text line they can send at area code 540-709-1318. Also, we have a new ad coming out soon for us. Um, that It's going to be hitting everywhere that I can make it touch. As, as soon as, as I do what I promised I would do several weeks ago. Yeah, as soon as Jerry finishes it up, we're going to be throwing that out there everywhere. So, and it'll have uh, the ability, it'll just, it's pretty cool. I'm excited about it if he gets it done sometime. We'll get it done soon. Um but anyway, back to the topics. Um, and, you know, I just want to talk about something that's near and dear to my heart. Sure. You, have you ever just laid eyes on that one person and it just shook the ground you, you were standing on? Well, I think we all have. Yeah. Well, I want to talk about something else that chased ground. Okay. And that's the New Madrid fault line. There was a report that came out last week 
about the New Madrid fault line that said there's a 7 or 8% chance that within the next 50 years, we could have a Category 7 or 8 on the Richter scale earthquake out of New Madrid. Now, why is that a big deal? We have, you know, first of all, 7 or 8 earthquake uh, Richter scale earthquakes anywhere is a big deal. Um, but especially in New Madrid, because it doesn't sit in California where everything is constructed. It doesn't sit in Japan where everything is constructed to be earthquake-proof. The New Madrid fault line touches Tennessee, lots of Missouri, up through Indiana, Kentucky, and Illinois, um, where nothing is built earthquake-proof. Um, in fact, most of St. Louis is right. Hey, Raccoon, glad you're here. Uh, we were just talking about how we're going to have you on later in the month and early next month. But anyway, uh, so the New Madrid fault line, basically, if it were to rupture, or St. Louis could be gone. It, it's, it sits right on the New Madrid fault line. Um, and I thought that it was a, you know, I like to throw in occasionally a doomsday Yellowstone fire, uh, the volcano. Um, but New Madrid is a problem, and it's a problem that's really close to home. Several years ago, I was still in middle school, I think. We had a five-point five point earthquake out of New Madrid, and we felt it all the way in, in Kentucky, so central Kentucky. So just wanted to bring out, what's your thoughts about that, Jerry? Is that something we should be covering more and more, or is that I'm just sure. – is that something well, that you think that's What did just, you say? What percent chance? It's a 7 or 8% chance within the next 50 years that the New Madrid fault line could could register a 7, uh, a 7, 7, 7 or 8 Richter scale size earthquake. What's the strongest earthquake you remember hearing of in Kentucky? I, don't I, remember I think it was hearing. that 5. That's what I was thinking. I yeah. don't remember anything above a 5. And like I say, we felt that all in central Kentucky. So... Uh, and where did it occur? Uh, it was centered in western Illinois. But how far out did it reach? Oh, a long way. <laughs> I don't know the mileage. And I was in middle school, so I didn't research it that much. Well, I, I don't remember that one. I was still in Kentucky at that time, too. But, well, uh, yeah, you, yeah you I, were I agree. Having children in you know, back then you were still like trying to develop no, the light bulb. I didn't have children by then. <laughs> My daughter was. Do you remember me bringing her over to the store one time? Yes, I didn't know. But I was, I was, I was completely joking. She was. Oh, I know. <laughs> she was very small at the time. Yeah, absolutely. Anytime you're talking about a seven or eight on the Richter scale earthquake, it's potential for devastation is huge depending yeah. upon where it's at yeah. how close to major metropolitan areas it is but yeah st louis or actually there's several large cities on that somewhere in that vicinity that it would absolutely wreak st louis major damage to. uh clarksville tennessee uh nashville, nashville tennessee louisville kentucky's right in that yes and these are all multi-million multi-million people cities yeah. that have no safeguard infrastructure in place. Because it's we don't have major right. earthquakes right. here. So I thought, that's why I thought it was a big deal, and I thought that we should, you know, not to be a doomsdayer or a doomsayer, but well, you have to be aware that these things can happen. Maybe, but 
knowledge without doing anything about it is useless, right? Right. So once we know, then what do we do? What do you suggest people do to help alleviate the risk? Move to Montana. There you go. (laughs) Somewhere where there's not a 7% raccoon. Raccoon said it, and he's absolutely right. When it is back in the 1800s, when the New Madrid fault line uh, quaked, it actually made the Mississippi River run backwards. It was so strong. So pretty strong stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Man, I love our guest. So knowledgeable. Absolutely. What's your first topic there, Mr. Jerry? Talk about a bad Christmas joke. (laughs) And it wasn't a joke. But there was a British medical clinic who sent out an email to several thousand patients shortly before Christmas. And the email simply said, you have aggressive lung cancer. What? To several, actually it was to all of their patients, every single one, which didn't get an exact number. It said it was in the thousands. The message came from the Askern Medical Practice in Doncaster, England, and it turned out to be a mistake. A few hours later, they sent a correction, which said, please accept our sincere apologies for the previous text message. This has been sent in error. Our message to you should have read, we wish you a very Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Holy, how do you just get that wrong? Simple little typo, right? How in the world do you go? I'm laughing and I shouldn't because this, can you imagine receiving this email? Especially one lady that I was reading about had gone there like a week previous for some laboratory test and she was awaiting the results. And she gets an email saying, you have not lung cancer, you have aggressive lung cancer. Holy. A couple hours later, oh, we're very sorry. We meant to say Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, that's a pretty screwed up email, right? That has done something that you have found it very difficult to do in your past. That's made me speechless. (laughs) A couple of hours they took to figure it out? Yeah. You're already contacting people and trying to make plans at that point. Oh, yeah. Wow. Yep. It just, you know, there's so many things you can understand. You can understand so many things. But how, obviously, the company lied. This was not uh, a simple mistake. Someone looked at their assignment. Someone got their assignment that morning when they come to work. Hey, bud, would you, would you come up with an email to send out to all of our patients? Just tell them, you know, Merry Christmas, Happy New Year. And someone decided it was a good idea to turn that email into you have aggressive lung cancer. Mm. I, I, yeah. Mm. You know, there's a lot of things that we talk about where people, mistakes that are made when people should be fired that doesn't come close to beginning to begin to cover what At this person point, should have At some point, you have to think, is this a, a suable offense? Yes. You know what I'm saying? That's a lot of trauma. Can you imagine if someone somebody. committed suicide? Right. I mean, it was only a couple of hours, but to some people, that's that's a death sentence. They're out. Sure. They're not sure. going through all that. 
and maybe it's just someone not even thinking of themselves, just thinking, I don't want to put my family through this right. girl that I went to high school with. I'm not going to call her name, but I read an article or something that she posted on social media a few weeks ago. And it's so sad because I knew her parents, both of them. Uh, I had her mother as a teacher in high school and her father passed away. We knew him well. He was uh, a deacon at a church that dad preached a revival at and, but anyway, he just passed away from cancer, and she was talking about what a horrible disease it was. What a relief it was that her father had finally passed away because of the excruciating pain and agony that he went through before he got to that point. Cancer is such a horrible disease. Yeah. And for this email to be sent out to thousands of people telling them that they have aggressive lung cancer, which is one of the few cancers that I'm aware of that we have basically nothing they start taking pieces out of you. Yeah, that's they, it. They they don't chemo doesn't fix lung cancer that I'm aware of. That yeah. lung cancer's my grandfather. Good. They took uh, what was supposed to be a small surgery ended up like a ten hour surgery. It took three three quarters of his lungs out because of yep. cancer. Now he did live another couple of three years with uh, his quarter of a lung, but uh, I mean they they, they they there's nothing else they can do. Yep. Wow. Unbelievable. Wow. What you got next for us? Well, <laughs> after that, who knows? <laughs> um, so, wow. I'm still stunned. I'm sorry. That would make me, I would be so mad about that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. So mad. When you get the correction, the first thought is, oh, thank God. Just such relief. But real quickly, it would be, who the hell? I would, I'd be looking for somebody. Yes. I'd be that, I'd I'd be uh, Liam Neeson and take it. I'm going to find you. I got a particular set of skills. Um, So, uh, wow. Let's talk about something a little more uplifting. Okay. Did you hear Ron DeSantis' speech this week? I did not. Ron DeSantis had his uh, speech as he retook the governorship for Florida. And probably one of the most uplifting speeches I've heard from a politician in a great number of years. Um, well, good. The words, I was gone, it was we. And probably the one thing that stuck out to my mind in the speech, and I think it's a new slogan that they're going to bring out through through his office, but the free state of Florida. <laughs> and I'm going to get into some stuff later in the show that I think that that, that, that that comes from. But, man, I just loved hearing that. Uh, and, and I really, I would encourage anyone to watch his speech over the last, his acceptance speech of the new go- the governorship. Um, very good, very uplifting. Needs to be reported everywhere. But, it won't because he's a conservative. So you'll have to go find it on YouTube or somewhere. It'll be out there. Somewhere hidden away. True. The media is still, to a large degree, biased to the liberal side. Period. But they will still cover. Yeah, here's the point. I was talking to someone, a very close relative of mine here recently, and they were talking about how hard it is to determine what's truthful and non-truthful as far as misinformation is concerned. Uh, 
And the reason we were having this conversation was because I've called this person out two or three times in the past for reposting stuff that just wasn't even in the vicinity of being true. And they made the comment about how it's hard to tell. And I said, it really isn't, usually. Most things, most people should be able to use common sense and look at it and get an idea. Secondly, look at the source. First of all, if your source is Facebook, there's about a 99.99999% chance it's bullshit. Twitter, same. Insta Forget social media. That's not where you get news. Now, if you want to get news from a reputable major news source, I don't care if it's Fox. I don't care if it's MSNBC, CNN. Those guys won't lie. They are, all of them, severely biased one way or another. But those guys don't lie. Those guys still have journalistic credibility, and they will not flat make up crap. They don't cross that line. And when they are occasionally in error, they will print retractions and say, we screwed up. On page six. Maybe, but at least they're the, doing it. And usually not paid six. Under the obituaries. These guys, these guys <laughs> most of the ones that I'm talking about, when they mess up, they own up to it. They yeah. simply say, you know, we used a source we shouldn't have used, whatever. But when you're getting stuff off Facebook and Instagram and Twitter, guys, you have no idea who the source is. You have no idea where it come from. That's just a bunch of BS. So find a better source. Whose turn is it? Uh, mine, I think. Go for it. So last week, um, we came about as close to we have in fifty years in the on to actual all-out war on the Korean Peninsula. Were you aware? On the Korean Peninsula? Yes. No. Uh, New North Korea had several drones that were flying. They do this on the DMZ all the time. It's their tit for tat. However, those drones crossed into South Korea, and when they did, did see this. South Korea. Attempted to shoot them down once, twice. Took them about 10 times to actually shoot them down, but they did shoot them down. Which, for a small dictatorship or a known dictatorship who is looking for provocation, the North could have technically used that as a provocation to war. Thankfully, they didn't. Um, well, here's the point with that. The North doesn't need anything for a provocation to start a war. No. They have lobbed upteen missiles into South Korean territory with no provocation. Oh, I know. So I wouldn't use, I wouldn't even say that the fact that South Korea shot down drones that North Korea illegally sent into South Korean territory as a possible provocation. North Korea has proven they don't need any provocation to do whatever the hell Kim Jong-un feels like doing. Right. Well, I'm just saying, I, I think that last week I felt very, very thankful at the end of the week, that we weren't still uh, involved in a new, a new Korean Peninsula War, <laughs> which, you know, if 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 North Korea's missiles are remotely accurate, would end almost immediately in the death of millions of people. They're not remotely accurate. <laughs> well, I'm just saying they only have to get 50 miles. <laughs> And they hit the capital of South Korea. That you don't need a whole lot of accuracy to throw. Well, they got to get way more than fifty miles. None of their. You're talking about fifty miles from the border. Sure, they have nothing at the border or within a hundred miles that I'm aware of. Uh, 
that that's capable of sending missiles. The sites that they have been using are a few hundred miles away. Now, is it possible that they come up with portable mobile missile sites? Yeah, a lot of things are possible. And by the way, when I was saying earlier that they're not that accurate, keep in mind every time they test these missiles, they're getting a little bit more accurate. Sure. So it won't, will not be that much further down the road until they will be capable, if they're not already capable of getting those missiles to one of the major South Korean cities. Hey, it's Mochi scary. joined us. Who? Hey, Mochi? Mochi joined Welcome, yeah. Mochi. But at the same time, do you really think he's that stupid? If he does that, the entire world, even Ch Russia and China, will no longer back him. Yeah. He, his, he'll be taken down in a matter of probably hours, if not days. Do you not think? He's got to be smart enough to know that. Uh, I don't know. I, I think he might be, but I'm not sure about his sister. <laughs> His sister's twice the twice the angry person that he is. Yeah, um, and that's yeah. the truth. I have never been to South Korea. Recognize, <laughs> yeah. Oh, I would love to go. I think it's the whole peninsula fascinates me. Yeah, I'm going to uh, stay in South Korea. Yeah, I don't think I'm I'd want to travel north. to the north without like an armed security force. Yeah, uh, unless I'm Dennis Rodman and I've got right. cameras, you know, yeah. video and everything I do. My cousin also served there for, I think he was in South Korea almost five years. So, well, yeah. Anywho, uh, that was my topic, Mr. Jerry. And I think that uh, I, I, I actually, this is one I don't want to hear more about because I don't think it, it's kind of like the same thing. You know, we, we, we try to rate what we think. People should hear more about. Yep. To me, this is one of those things that, in a lot of ways, Kim Jong-un is trying to get headlines. He's trying to get notarization. He's trying to get recognition for something that he has created and, and to be put on the same playing field as, as first world nations. Okay. And, and this is one of those times where if we keep feeding into that, he's going to keep doing dumb stuff until they are in war. I agree. So this is one of the ones I put thumbs down on. I don't want to hear any more about it. That reminds me, and I think there's a lot of to be said for it. A lot of people say that when crazy people commit mass murder, that their name should never be. Oh, I agree, hundred percent. Don't ever, which you know, it you know that's not going to happen because we've got too many media organizations. The majority of them are money hungry, and they'll do and say anything for a headline. But it would certainly help if. Someone, if every single person knew that there will be no publicity, there I will never be infamous for this. Right. My name will not be known. It if would you, be a good way to shut them down. If you, I was watching a documentary on the guy who went up and shut shot he, the former employee that shot up the grocery store. I think that happened in Colorado. No, that was in New York City. It was New York. He went from no, no, not that guy. Okay, different grocery, different store. grocery okay. store. Um, and he let one lady live because she had been nice to him at some point while he worked there. Um, you sure that wasn't a Walmart? No, I think, I think okay. it was a grocery store. Something very similar happened at yeah. Walmart. Um, but all on his social media, that was his whole plan. He was going to do this and then get killed by the police and then live forever through media. That was his plan. Stupidity. Yeah. I've got one. You'll like this one. Shout out to one of your heroes. Oh, I have a hero. Yeah. 
Mitch McConnell. Oh, my gosh. Are you kidding me who right now? yesterday became the longest-serving party leader with 16 years. Oh, it did happen in Walmart. I'll be wrong. Okay, yeah. That was the crew leader who, right, the crew leader who went in and shot up a bunch of people. And uh, there was a couple that he let off. I was thinking this off. was a small gas station a few years ago. Or not gas station, but grocery store. Because he barred, it was an overnight shift, and he barred all the doors and wouldn't let anybody out. You know what the sad part is? We've had so many So many, it's hard shootings. to keep track. It, it could very well anyway, be any of the above. Anyway, what did your boy Mitch McConnell do now? No, no, no. You're not boy. He One of your heroes. No, no. He I wouldn't put him up there with Reagan, hero. but oh, not he is too nowhere. Oh, my God. I'm going to throw up. Bottle Mitch McConnell did yesterday become the longest-serving party leader with 16 years uh, of leadership experience. He first led the Republican Party in the Senate in 2007. Obviously, that was uh, 15 years ago, 16 years ago. So, yeah, for a long, for that period of time, he's not necessarily been speak, uh, Senate majority leader. majority leader, but he's been leader of the GOP Republican Party since 2007. So kudos to him for that. Yeah, You and I say that Mitch McConnell, if nothing else, uh, and to a large degree, uh, McCarthy as well. They're consummate politicians. So they're very good at doing what's necessary to, number one, get reelected. And obviously, in this case, not only reelected to the Senate, but reelected as party leader. My question to you and to Mitch McConnell, if Mitch McConnell happens to tune in on this fine podcast, is... Is the Republican Party better now than it was in 2007? And I have to think that it's not. We have no spine, no backbone. In fact, our Republican Party right now resembles Mitch McConnell. No spine, no back backbone, no willingness to stand up and say, you know what, Democrats? That ain't the game we're playing. Well, this is the game we're playing. And I understand that you have to have a little bit of compromise. No, a lot. A lot. But at some points, when you draw a line, you got to stick the line. We mean you talked about this with Obama all the time. We do. Here's Listen. the point that you're not getting. Oh, I'm sure there I'm is it. far bigger difference between the extreme right and left of the Republican Party and the extreme right and left of the Democratic Party than there is the average, the median of the two parties. Uh -huh. So within either party, there's a far bigger difference, a far bigger chasm, if you will, than the difference between the average of the two parties. Okay, I So for each party leader, a little bit of give and take doesn't get it. That's We'll get to, to it in a minute, but that's I mean, why we we're, are the position we're in right now in the U.S. House of Representatives. And I think you and I are going to be the opposite ends of this. No, so. you can't be the opposite ends of where I'm at. I'm just saying it's sad. I, you can't be the opposite end of that. I, I don't think that it's sad. I think it's the way that our system's set up to work. Really? First time in 100 years it's happened. So how can it be set up that because way to work? maybe for the first time in 100 years, people are pissed off enough to say, hey, we're not doing this in again. Twitter people are, done. are the ones that are holding this up. And where are those people from? Well, it's mainly the Freedom Caucus. So conservative states? Yeah, exactly. Conservative and conservatives, fiscally, are hopefully smart enough to say, and I think these, it, these are not physical conservatives. That's not the biggest. The, the Freedom Caucus is not known to be that physically conservative. They're known to be ideologically far right wing. Okay, I don't. I, I'm going to have to put myself into their shoes for a minute because um, 
I absolutely think that if we can, the status quo to this point got us the stupid omnibus. Should we go bill. ahead? We've talked around what we're talking about. We haven't even. Let's said what bring it up. About. I don't. There think. you go. Bring it up. Uh, I'll, I'll bring it up as my next topic. There you go. Bring it up. The fact that McCarthy is in such political trouble. There's some people out there saying not only is he not going to be speaker, he's probably not going to be in Congress next year. Oh, he is. Um, well, maybe he's going to be. Speaker. He's from California. He's going to be speaker. You think so? Yes. Who else? Uh, Jim Jordan would be a no. good one. Jim Jordan is is nominating somebody else. The the black uh, guy from Florida. What's his name? Uh, oh, yeah, he yeah. nominated him today. See, here's the thing. I think that the perfect person for the job is a guy who's nominating somebody else. A guy who doesn't want the power. Because for McCarthy, that's all this is. It's an oh, ego trip. Kind of like McConnell. And, and for McCon the McConnells and the McCarthys and the, uh, what's the guy from Utah that I can't stand? Romneys of the party. Or even, you know, we have, as a, as a Republican... We have bowed, kissed the knee, bowed the knee, kissed the ass, and done everything we can possibly do to please and abide by the Democrats in the last 20 years. When are we going to say, okay, guys, we're not doing that? Well, here's when we're going to do it. It's when we have the number of congressmen to where we can do it. Right now, we don't. We have nowhere near enough to overcome a Senate filibuster. So it doesn't matter what the House does. In the Senate, they're not even oh, in charge. It doesn't matter. Let me, I'm glad you brought that up because it doesn't matter what the Senate or the Congress does anyway. Even though con constitutionally they control the purse, Senate put through the omnibus and half the people in the world don't even know what's in it. 4,000 plus pages given to them 24 hours before the deadline to vote. How in the absolute hell is someone, a team of someone, supposed to read this no, thing? No, I agree. Totally. But we're, that's getting way off of our... Not for me. It's got because it's the do. reason McCarthy's and the people... It's got nothing to do those. with the House, Speaker of the House election. It does to me. How? Because people, the people are sick of this. Truly. I'm sick of this. But you're talking and about if you Senate don't think that at some point... The people who are voting for these people are feeling that, then there's a problem. This this, is, this ultimately comes through as to why Trump was as popular as he was. No. Because pe yeah, because people the are fact tired that of the same. Can't get together and elect a speaker of the house is why Trump was as popular G as he was. Uh, hang on, I'll connect the dots. Please do. I'll get a crayon out. You need. I'll draw it. A little so more than thirteen percent wine. I'll draw that. it out with the crayon so you can see it. The people, the American citizens, are sick to death with the same old, same old crap that comes out of Washington year after year after year that nothing changes. Do you think we're they getting better, worse? Worse. The they worse. continue to pile on this money that our great, great, great at this point grandchildren will be saddled with. Oh, they'll never pay off. They'll never be paid Your off. Your great grandchildren won't pay off. It's stupid. It is. And the American people are sick but of it. But I don't know how the police continue drawing the dots because I have no idea how the money that we're spending has got anything to do with the GOP's inability because to elect Speaker of the House. The that call comes back around to the fact that McCarthy 
is too wishy-washy. No. Has no backbone. Did you Has understand? no spear. No. Yes. That's not their problem. You know that, right? Their problem isn't with McCarthy. They're not even asking for McCarthy to step aside. Do you know what they're asking for? Sure. Enlighten me. One of the biggest things they're asking for is to make it easier to remove Speaker of the House. Before, you needed a majority of the controlling party to vote before he could come to a vote. He, They want it down to one person. If one person, one Republican, the Freedom says, Caucus we don't for this. This is bullshit. It, from the Freedom Caucus, this is bullshit. They want the rules changed to where if one person doesn't like McCarthy, they have to stop what they're doing and go back and start this whole process over again. I don't, he's necessarily, already I don't taken, necessarily agree with that. He's already taken it down to five. He's already said, if you get five of you, I agree. We'll have a new vote. Exactly my point. But the point is, the Freedom Caucus is not this group saying we don't like McCarthy. They're not this group of people saying we don't like the money being spent. They're a group of people who said they're terrorists. They're saying, we're going to hold you hostage, and you can agree to our every demand. They're not even asking for McCarthy they to remove this, himself. The, the, some of, to, to some effect, this happened back during the Tea Party as well. A little bit. You know, they pick an issue and they fight it. But this is the reason that McCarthy will not be Speaker of the House, in my opinion. The more he folds, and this is, it all comes down to having a freaking backbone. If he can't even control and, and, and not... Uh, cavitate to his own party. How in the hell is he going to stand up against the Democrats? Well, He's not. Here's the point. When you're a leader in Congress, it's not about driving a wedge the way you want it to make sure that your views and your wishes and your desires happen. That is never successful unless your party is in total absolute control of both parties. Here's what's going to The happen. House and the Senate. That, that's not the case. Until, they don't even have control of the Senate. Until the Congress starts, the Senate and the presidency will never be at Republicans again. Republicans are sick and will change to independence, Jerry, will stop voting Republican, Steve, because if their candidates can't stand up and toe a line, then I don't want them. And that's going to happen across the board. I don't want people so, who do toe a line. So that's what I'm saying. If you, no, you're saying they should toe a line. And no, I'm, I'm saying, saying I don't want them to toe a line. I'm if saying, you can toe a party line, to me, you're worthless. I no, want no. independent thinkers. I who, mean, that's what I'm saying, Jerry. Okay. Where now, we can't even do that. It's Democrats, we will have this. Okay, sure. Yeah, we suck. You, you won't go your way. I'm We're tired of that. Give me an example of what you're talking about. Freaking Obamacare, for one. They Democrats passed that with Democrats in control, right? So Republicans didn't get in did and do? go along with and it. And what did they do after they well, gained back control? Nothing. In 2016, they did have control of all three houses, and, and did they nothing. said they were. Do you not think that a big Listen part of that? Hold on, remember not, this? Hold on. Do you not think a big part of that was lack of leadership from Trump? He was incapable of uniting the parties. He didn't really try. Let's go back to our boy Mitch McConnell. Oh, he didn't know. root and branch. And what did he do? He added leaves and put flowers on the freaking thing. No, he didn't add leaves. Listen. What did, did he add leaves to on Obamacare? Uh, he extended the state subsidies. He allowed he that. It. He didn't. He can't. But he allowed the bill to pass. He didn't fight it. When you're at that level, you have to fight that stuff. That's your job. 
you're forgetting something. At that point, it had already passed. You and I have said many times. Oh, I know. Democrats are great at adopting a policy, a welfare benefit, if you will. An entitlement Once policy. An entitlement policy. Yeah. Well, Ed, welfare is even rougher than that. So once you have put it into place, it takes a lot of intestinal fortitude to remove it because you know that there's a ton of people who are benefiting from it that will vote against you. So it takes, you're going to have a ton of people in your party that gets voted out of office if you decide to go up against that. Now, Trump screwed up, in my opinion, because he kept saying that they had a better alternative. For four years, he claimed he had a better alternative. Never had one. Never had one. Or at least if he did, he didn't hey, introduce Cynthia, it. Glad you're here. You can't claim that you're going to get rid of something without coming out with something to replace it with. He claimed well, he had something better. I absolutely 100% agree with you. Well, that was stupidity on their part. But I'm and saying you, you also blame. don't come out and say root and branch and you don't do anything well, about it. You know it. what? You can say whatever you want about him. He's looking at a president who's saying, hey, guys, we, we've got something better. Four years later, we never heard it. Yeah. We never heard anything better. Well, I'm just saying, to me, it's all interconnected. I think the fact that McCarthy is having issues is because it's not McCarthy. It's not him personally. From everything I've read, they don't have a problem with McCarthy. They have a problem with saying, it's kind of like you said, I guess you're like them. They're towing the line and they're saying, we're, here's what we want and we're not giving. Towing the line was probably, I just want somebody who understands that you're a Democrat and I'm a Republican and we have certain things that we disagree on. You know what I like? And if, if you want to raise taxes for whatever reason as a Democrat. That's got nothing to do with this argument. Nothing. How tell, does it not? Tell me one tax McCarthy's wanting to raise. No, no, I'm not saying that. Oh, I'm saying that's got nothing to do with this argument. Nothing. Mm. No, tell me one tax that McCarthy's wanting to raise It has nothing on. to do with McCarthy's Exactly. It's got nothing to do with it. It has it's got to, do with, to do with the fact issue. that, okay, we're just going to have to disagree. There's no tax way. McCarthy's wanting to raise. I understand that. I'm saying, I'm using that as an example as to why the people who the Republicans and Congress, if they don't hold a stand on something at this point, they're never going to have the Senate. They're never going to have the presidency again. People are yes, they mad. Will. I don't, I don't, they will. I, don't, I, hope, American, I hope I'm wrong. American public voters are very unforgiving. When we put a party into power, we expect a lot. You and I remember early in 2017 saying, look, we put all these guys, Republicans had control of all three houses. And then they started to stumble and had trouble passing stuff. And we said, rightfully so, if they don't get some stuff done, they're going to get voted out of they office. They got nothing done. They didn't. The American public only has a very short attention span for this type of inaction. You want to, and you, they will very quickly vote you out of office. You want to see, you want to see the best, in, in the last 40 years, the best of what I'm trying to talk about. I don't how disagree this with what you're talking about in general. But my point is it doesn't necessarily correlate with the Republicans' refusal to elect a Speaker of the House. They don't even have a problem with McCarthy. I understand you do. When you read what these people are saying, it's not that they have a... Jim Jordan is leader of the Freedom Caucus. He is a big backer of McCarthy. The, you can't say that these people's problem is McCarthy. It's not. These people are towing the line saying, we want certain things happen until McCarthy agrees to give us what we're demanding. We're not going to vote for him. Well, at least they're standing for something. 
I mean, seriously. If you don't, you fall for anything, right? That's if you don't right. stand for something, you fall for anything. Listen, the last time that the Congress had power with an opposing president and with an opposing Senate and still got stuff done was when Bill Clinton was president and Newt Gingrich was the leader of the House. That's how you get things done. Mr. President, we can make you or break you. Let's compromise. But it does it, take compromise. It does take compromise. But you got to be willing to stand up for the parts of the compromise that you have to have. You can't just fold it every windbreak. You just can't. And that's what we've been doing for the last 15 years since Ms. McConnell has been the man. I don't think either party is doing that. Either party is capitulating to the other side and giving them whatever they want. Oh, I, I would say 15 years we've seen I both would, sides have power. I would 1 million percent, even when they don't have powers, the Democrats driving the bus because we don't have enough backbone to tell them that uh, you need to be sitting over here. And I'll be honest drive with you. Bus. I think we've got more people who will toe the line than Democrats do. Mm, well, I, I just think it's stupid. I, I think that All around. Uh, unless we have someone and we are in a spot where we can at least stand, like you said, for something. So we don't fall for anything. The Democrat, the Republican, the Democrats will remain in power because at least they have that for, for if you're a Democrat and you're sitting at home and you're a Democrat, your boys are doing something, what they said they're going to do, and they're holding to it. What? Whatever. Since Biden's been in power, what's he done? Uh, the uh, Anti-Inflation Act that had nothing to do with inflation. So once again, what's he done? Uh, in, it spent billions on green energy, which is a big Democrat thing. It that has nothing to do with inflation. Here's something you'll agree with. Okay. Last time I said Change this. Change the topic. No, no, no. Same topic. Oh. Last time I said this was tongue-in-cheek, and I really told me you're a hero, and it really wasn't. This one you'll agree with. The quote of the day goes to Representative Scott Perry, Republican from Pennsylvania, as he took a semi-swipe at GOP leader McCarthy and his allies, who have suggested that McCarthy, the Californian, is responsible for heralding in the new Republican majority in the House. Here's what Perry had to say. I think the person that has done the most to make this fabulous, this wonderful Republican majority, is Speaker Nancy Pelosi and her policies. Jeez. That's quote of the day. Yeah. So, Mochi says, Steve and Jerry woke up today and chose angry. <laughs> <laughs> I remember when, uh, what the heck is his name? Dan something? Snyder, owner of the uh, Washington Redskins. One of his coaches. He's had so many, I don't recall. But it was in the news. Someone was close to the sidelines and Snyder had went down like at halftime and was just chewing the coach out. They were just going at it, and they were fighting. And afterwards, someone in the media at a press conference asked the question, why, are you guys, why can't you guys get along? Why are you arguing like this? Why are you fussing and fighting? And Snyder had a great comeback. He said, anytime you have two people who feel strongly about something, they will express those opinions very strongly. Uh, he said, that's a good thing. It, it's only a bad thing when neither side cares enough to voice an opposition when the other one is saying something they don't agree with. So basically what you're saying, as long as we're arguing, we, we're doing good. Well, I'm saying that we both care. We both believe in what we're saying. So it may not be exactly the same, but we'll argue and say, hey, 
But it, at the end of the day, we're good. So at the end of the day, we'll have a beer and say, you know, yeah. it, here's to it. So let's continue this conversation just a little bit further. Let's talk about this stupid omnibus bill that was just passed that Senator McConnell said, oh, it's a great idea. No, he didn't say that, but he did get behind it. Uh, right. He absolutely at did. He might as minute. well have been wearing a skirt and having pom-poms. Are you kidding me? Not that I'd ever want to see his 80-year-old ass out there doing any kind of cheer. His wife, maybe. Oh, God. I don't know how he got her. I don't either, but she's I, so you want me to get her to send you some foot, foot pics? You know, I might take them from Elaine. <laughs> chow. <laughs> yeah, Elaine Chow. She's so embarrassed she doesn't even want his last name. That's terrible. Yeah, anyway, so... so I just want to I just want to point out a couple of things. Sure. Okay. So in the omnibus bill, we have allotted thirty eight billion dollars for United States natural disasters to take care of hurricanes, earthquakes, tornadoes, things that affect directly our people. Yep. Do you know in the omnibus bill now thirty eight billion right? Okay. In that same bill. We're sending cash, forty-seven point four billion, to Ukraine. We talked about that last week. Crazy. I still don't get you. Not know, last week. Week before. I have never heard you sincerely complain about foreign aid, other than a general sense of we spend too much to other countries. I've never heard you talk about Israel. I've never heard you talk about Japan. I've never heard you talk about. Other European countries. These are countries uh, that we have legitimate written documentation from a hundred years ago that these are what this is what we're going to do. Not necessarily uh, anywhere near a hundred years, but they're longstanding allies. Right. But my point is, these al- every single one of these allies that I'm talking about are not in danger of going to the enemy. Ukraine possibly. If not for our intervention right now, would I think you would agree be under Russian control, correct? Yes, but I also don't listen. People in Europe are already starting to talk about sending them jets and tanks. If we do, if they do that, they might as well send their troops too. Well, here's my point, Steve. Why is it you have no problem sending whatever aid to Israel or Japan? Even though there is no danger of them turning into the enemy, that's not zero, true. Uh, really, Israel. Who who are they going to? Everybody going to take. Whose side is Israel going to switch to? No, no, they they are under duress by who every side single are they going to around? switch to? Who's going to take over Israel? Who who? Any of them, really? Pick your country. Throw a United, dart anywhere around United Israel. Arab Emirates. Absolutely. They may take over Israel. They have the power. UAB probably wouldn't, only because we saved their ass about 15 years. Egypt. I have no, since we destroyed, I I, I can't say that Egypt wouldn't try to take Israel. Do they have the power is my question. Sure. Why wouldn't they? No, they don't. Uh, Steve, Israel is one of a handful of countries on the face of the earth that has atomic capabilities. Thanks to us, we give it to them. I'm just saying no one in the region has the, the capability to stand up against them. The only danger they face is if every single one of the people around them begin to fight them. And they don't do that because we support them. They don't do that the because those countries have never agreed on anything for any period of time ever. Here's my point. Ukraine, if not for us, would be with Russia and would be starting to reform the USSR. 
one of the biggest fears that America has ever faced. And you seem to have no problem with that happening. You you want us to pull back all aid. No. You want us to give Ukraine to Russia no, and say, go just, ahead and take I, it. I would just We're not going to help them at all in any way. Take the freaking country. That's not true. You know, there's a few, here's a few, here's a few things that, that I, let me, let me correct you on just a few things okay. about that. Please do. First of all, all the, of all, all the equipment we've sent them almost, and, and I saw a report, I will find it like 35% of the equipment we've sent them has ended up on the black market, sold to other countries, not, not even used. Not true. Secondly, when I that man found that, but probably on social media. What? That's not true. I don't get my news from That's social media. That's not true. Secondly. Yes. That man come to our that country. That man, Zelensky? Yes. Okay. Zelensky comes to our country and meets our president wearing a sweatshirt and tennis shoes. Wearing his military fatigues. He's at war and he met the president of America wearing did, his did, uniform. Did he meet the president of the United States on a battlefront in Ukraine? No. Why should he take off his military uniform that he has not been out of since the war started? Secondly, okay. come to no our Congress. What? No answer. I don't to need that. to answer that. Exactly. How disrespectful is that? The meeting was planned a month in advance. You can't have a suit. You're meeting the most powerful world. And he has said you numerous him? times that he will come out of his military uniform when he's no longer at war. We knew that before he was invited. War with who? The Russians or the Christians that live within his country? Wait a minute. First of all, there's no Christians that he's at war with. Zero. You're talking about the Russian, the Ukrainian Orthodox Church, which is not Christian. That's who you're talking about. They have acknowledged ties to Russia. You have a, you don't think that's okay? I also don't think it's okay that we interned all the Japanese when we were in World War, during World War II. That we what interned? I agree. Was there's forward. no difference there. There's no difference in what? What we did, which we both sit here and agreed that's wrong, and what he's doing with their There's a 100% difference. There was no proof that the Japanese that we interned had radical ties and were promoting what Japan was doing. There is anyway. proof that the Russian clergy, I'm sorry, the Ukrainian Orthodox clergy is actively promoting, as right now, in Ukraine, Russia, and the strong There Russian are Ukrainians ties. actively promoting that. That's who I'm exactly talking about. I mean, not even affiliated with their church. Like who? And not even talking about the interviews who? with the little old people that said, hey, yeah, this war sucks, but now it's going to get worse because the Americans are here and they mess up everything the they Americans touch. are not there. I'm just saying with the little old ladies. Who? Show me these little old I'll ladies. I'll show you the video later. Yeah. Sure you will. I will. Along with the, what was it a minute ago? Listen, our government in this omnibus bill I don't like this omnibus bill. I don't like it at all. I don't agree with it. I think it's stupid. It's a terrible way of doing business. How is the Congress supposed to do anything that can possibly remove, reduce the Americans, how much money we're spending? What is it, 1.6, 1.7 trillion? Oh, it's stupid amounts of money. Yeah. I mean, it's not like we're talking about a billion here, a billion there. Biggest part of it, $797.7 billion for our defense, up $69 billion. That's not including the Ukrainian money that we've sent out. Or you have a problem with that? Huh? You have a problem with that? No, but what I have a problem with is when you see that number 
And then I read a story in conjunction with that, that our stealth destroyers that we spent $500 billion uh, uh, developing and putting to sea are now going to become like uh, training centers as opposed to an actual weapon of war. <laughs> I have a real problem with that because that money just changes from our hands, the people, to the Defense Department, the, the, the department's, uh, the weapons manufacturers. It's just dumb. So much of that money is always in the hands of the weapons contract. As I'm looking at the omnibus bill, I just want you to know, of all the different... Now, there's a few things we can't touch, okay? That's automatic. It doesn't even need to be voted on. The 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 entitlements, the Social Security, the... But it does have to be voted on. It has to be voted on, but it can't be altered in any way. It has a, a specific way that it has to be accounted for, and that's it. You can't like vote to take it out of the office or out of out of without. You can move money around, increase, and which we we we've gotten to a social security dire spot because of that, yeah. because greedy fingers stealing but, from stealing from social security. Absolutely, there's no other way to put it. But there's not one, not one thing in this whole bill that has a reduction. Not one. Thank you, Mitch McConnell. You big champion well, of Republican. To be charge. fair to Mitch McConnell, he didn't come up with this bill. This is a Democratic so bill. So why support the damn thing? I'm not That's saying what should. I'm saying. I'm not saying he should. I'm just saying he didn't come up with this bill. Omnibus bill. Anytime you see anyone, any group, either party, wanting to spend, I think it's $1.7 trillion. I'm not sure. It's $1.6, $1.7. It's a ton of money. The a the, we don't have the gut reaction is well, but part of a large part of it is we don't have a choice. The biggest part is for national defense. Are you saying that we should cut that? I don't think so. I'm not either. Uh, you throw in a bunch of welfare entitlement programs that probably a bunch of them should be cut, but we all know is not going to be. Once those come into to being, it's so hard to get rid of them. It just is. Neither political party has ever shown the willingness to intestinal fortitude to get rid of them. So it killed Rome. Well, it'll kill a lot of countries sooner yeah. or later. Uh, once again, we're no different. A lot of the problems that other countries have, have faced, we will too. All right. So we're at a minute, an hour and 10 minutes. Hour and 10 minutes. Yeah. Already. Already. We didn't cover like one or two weeks and then the... We you were we going to have enough. Well, yeah. I've got a bunch to say for next week. <laughs> well, that's okay. Well, you turn this into an omnibus... Well, I just think that there's big problems in Washington. I agree, but we still haven't and, got and, to really the problem with why the GOP can't elect the Speaker of the House. Which, you know, it is what it is. Yeah, but I led you a little bit earlier. I tricked you a little bit when I asked if you thought the problem was getting better or worse. And you said worse, far worse. When we were talking about how that we're so divided and we can't pick a Speaker of the House. Well, I think that's a good thing. This is the first time in 100 years that we've had to go beyond one election. In 1923, it took nine elections before they finally <laughs> were able to get a Speaker of the House. In 1856, 1856, what is that, 144 plus 22 plus 23, 167 years ago, it took two months. It took two months for the House of Representatives to elect a Speaker of the House. For those that are not aware of it, 
That's the first thing that has to happen. And no other business can be considered. No other business can be talked about. No other business can be discussed or handled formally until you have elected a Speaker of the House. In 1856, two months before. Maybe this is the play. Maybe it's brilliant. If they can't do anything, they can't spend their damn money. Have you heard (laughs) that the Republicans are now considering the nuclear option? Which means they're talking about changing the rules to where you don't need, what is it, 218, 217 votes? Yeah. I will be complete. If that happens, the day that happens, I will go to the courthouse and I will change my affiliation. They're talking about changing it to so that you only need a majority of the votes cast. Yep. Or whoever gets the most votes is the way this would work. Mm-hmm. Do you know who's gotten the most votes on every Democrat so far? Jeffries. Yeah. If that happens, the day that happens, I will formally change my Now, my, the my reason they're discussing it is they believe, especially looking at who the 20 people that are holding back their votes are. The 20 people that, regardless if we agree or disagree with what they're asking for, at least is showing a spine. They're showing a spine, but to me a stupid spine. Okay. When you tell whoever, McCarthy or whoever, that if one person disagrees I with what you're stupid. doing, that we need to stop everything we're doing and go through this entire process well, again and have another that's election. Stupid. That's stupid. He's already went from majority to he's already agreed to take it down to five people. They're not happy. But the point is, if you change the rules and, and invoke the nuclear option, you're telling these 20 people, you have a choice. You either go with McCarthy or it's going to be Jeffries. And they believe that those 20 people in that case would support McCarthy. I think that they may win that battle, but they will lose the war. And I will use every ounce of whatever I have to rally against every Republican that runs from that point on. Who votes for that? And you know one person that's not going to vote for that? And I'm proud to say will be Thomas Massey. He will tell them to go. I don't know. He might. He very well might. To use the nuclear option yes. against his own party? No, I don't think Here's so. why. The majority of people believe it's, these 20 people are holdouts are not liberal Republicans, GOP members. They are not middle. They are far right wing. And they're insisting. They're, another thing that they're insisting on is that more of the Freedom Caucus members are placed into senior positions. So at this point, they're kind of being terrorists. Let's admit it. Okay. They're kind of saying you need our 20 votes. Otherwise, you can't be Speaker of the House. And here's what we want. No, we don't have enough votes to deserve it. But here's what we want. I, that's kind of the definition of a terrorist. Now, you may like the fact that they've grown a spine and decided to be terrorist. I still say call it like it is. They're, they're being terrorist. Okay. I'm just telling you. I'm just telling you that I, for one, as a free-thinking human being who has aligned myself with the Republican Party um, for a long time, will go that day that they make that vote. We'll go to the the DMV, and I will change my registration. registration. You don't go to DMV. You go to the courthouse. Courthouse, wherever. That'll happen that day. And not only that, anyone who votes on that. I will fight against them. Question for you. Do you think it would make sense to have a law that said every person who uh, has any interaction to DMV, for example, this is one possibility, is automatically registered to vote? No. You have no objection to that? 
No, I don't think that's a good way to do it. Why? Uh, because, first of all, I think too many people are. <laughs> Seriously? I, I, you think we need to make it harder to vote? Seriously. Well, no. But in certain states, I think you need to make it a, you need to have a, an ID to vote. How is that wrong? There's certain states out there that don't require an ID to vote. Then say it like you meant it, because I know what you mean, but it come out so wrong. Everywhere you should have a, you yes. should have to prove, you should have to produce an ID to prove who you are to vote. 100% agree. You can't go down, you can't sign up for electricity or I gas. can't buy cigarettes without showing an ID. And well, I'm 47. Probably. But there's a ton of things you can't create. You can't create a new bank account. So why in the world would you be able to vote without yeah. it? But you don't mean in certain states that you should be required, but other states it's fine if you don't No, have no. Vote. Everybody everywhere. Should. Yes. Okay, so let me end this on a good day. On, on a, a good, good note. note. Well, not really a good note, but a note nonetheless. Because I'm tired of talking finances. I'm tired of talking about McCarthy, who's a loser, and the Democrats, or the vote, the, the Republicans that and are going to McConnell, your hero. McConnell's a loser, and I'm just done with it. I'm over it. <laughs> over it. Grow a spine, Republicans. Yeah. Become a terrorist. No. Stupid. Well, you, you like the 20 Freedom Caucus members are trying to hold the rest of Congress, the rest of the United States at bay. So, um, where was it at? Here we go. So, according to, and now this uh, this is uh, was a story by Victor Tangerman uh, from Futurism website, and he has as the nation and the the national government seems to be. Prepping Americans to for uh, what we like to call uh, in the uh, what we like to call in the uh, conspiracy world, Jerry. Uh, we like to call it. Uh, well, I can't think of the word now. I, I'm, you done got me all fired up about Republicans being stupid. Anyway, uh, the the Navy. And the United States government having contract are starting to let Americans know about disclosure. Um, and what I mean by that is I feel like that the national government our national our, our federal government is prepping people for the ultimate um, disclosure that, hey, aliens are real. We know they're real. We know that they're not from of this world. And Several scientists now, especially since SETI has a new directive, and their daunting task is to figure out what the hell we're ever going to do if we actually make contact with the interstellar species of intelligence. Good question. Um, and quite frankly, they think we're woefully ill-prepared for that. And they point to COVID and the response to COVID as a good example. Because this isn't going to be a national thing. This isn't going to be, oh, the aliens appeared in Uganda. Or, hey, the, you know, they figured out that Washington is the power seat of the world. So they're there. Uh, this is going to be a world thing. And how people all around the entire world respond to that disclosure, to that inevitable day when they come roiling through one into our atmosphere um, is, is really a, 
a big thing. And I just think it's neat that scientists are now starting to put this out there in conjunction with our federal government, with the videos that they've released, with the knowledge that, hey, there's a lot of things out there that we can't do <laughs> that are being done. And if we can't do them, the rest of the world certainly can't do them. So um, I think that these reports, and this is like the third one I've seen in a month that have kind of flowed out there from different people. I think something big is going to happen this year. Maybe not this year, but next. But I feel like there's just enough information leaking out there that the powers that be are feeling like something's coming. And they, it actually feels like to me they know something's coming. And they're trying to ever so slowly integrate it into our natural lives so we don't freak out when they show up and start shooting at them. I think we're going to freak out no matter what he said. I think so. I mean, people who have no knowledge of this and people who have done no research into this, I think that there's going to be a level of that for sure. People, anybody who spends 30 minutes researching this topic can see the piles of paperwork that show, yeah, nine out of 10 of these sightings is something we've developed, but there's always that one. And then if you start piling those ones together, you still end up with piles and piles of paper. But um, even for those people who dot the I's and cross the T's, I still think they're going to freak out when it happens. Oh, I think so. But what we what we want to make sure that doesn't happen is there's a difference between freaking out and having parties on balconies and on rooftops and a rogue country launching a nuke at, at something that by far has, it, it's gotten here from somewhere else. It has way more tech than we could ever throw at it. Yep. Um, so... I just think that it's neat, and I just wanted to point out this particular article, and I think that it does get uh, need more topics because or more coverage. more coverage because it is this one in particular is a very good one because it does point out the similarities between something of that nature and magnitude and how COVID affected the world and how our countries and our were so disjointed in how we all handled it. I agree. Look at Mochi's response. So, I agree no, with I haven't it. seen it yet. I feel like it's going to turn out like War of the Worlds. <laughs> hey, Mochi, Elon does not want to live on Mars. Uh, he's been to the restaurant that Jerry has up there, and he said they had no atmosphere. food was moon. great. Oh, moon. he said the atmosphere was great, but or the uh, food was great, but there's no atmosphere. No atmosphere. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, you yeah, know, true. there's only two ways that aliens come here. Okay, let's just be real. There's two reasons they come here. Reason A, they're from our past, and they've helped us in the past, and they want to see how we've done, and they want to help us again. Or reason two, they need something. They want something that we have. And if that's no. the case, we're not going to be able really? to do a damn you, thing. You seriously do don't think that just explore? That's what I'm saying with point A. No, you said that they are affiliated with their past and they're coming to check up and see how we're currently doing. I'm just saying that most most alien races that go past Earth lock their doors. I'm just saying. <laughs> it's kind of like that one neighborhood. You just lock the doors and drive as fast as you can legally. You think we're that bad? And yet, I think that if you're a race that is of enough intelligence to be able to sail the, the, the sails of space. They're far ahead of us. You're probably looking at us like, oh, How yeah. long do you think it took them to get to where we are now? Oh, 
thousands of years. I'm exactly. Sure. Yeah. So they're smart enough to look at that and say, well, okay, you know, they did it in 9,000 years and it took us 12,000, whatever. Yeah. I'm just saying I don't think we're that far behind considering the time constraints. Yeah, maybe. I'm just saying. I just think that, okay, so we have three options. They're here to say, hey, what's up? They're here to check on us from years gone past when they helped build all the pyramids. Or they're here to take something that we have that they need. Good point. But there's actually a fourth. You've oh. got to admit this is possible. Okay, what's the fourth? They saw a picture of me and they got to <laughs> check out the greatness. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Four. Let's end on that one. Let's please end on that one. Oh, geez. Been a great show, guys. I appreciate everything. Appreciate you guys being here. Um, uh, <laughs> um, we thank you uh, very soon. We look forward to being in our new studio. Um, so excited about that. Uh, until then, if you can't see, if you can't see the light, be the light. Thanks, guys. Have a great night. <laughs>